Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com and today I'm here with episode 286 of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here with me today. If you missed any of the previous episodes of Weekly Poker Hand, head over to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash pokercoaching. There you can find all the past episodes of Weekly Poker Hand, lots of educational strategy videos, my video blogs where I show you around the world where I go and play poker, and also my morning show, Little Coffee, where for an hour on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I get online and answer your questions in real time. So check out all of that completely for free at youtube.com slash poker coaching. Today we have a hand from a, I believe it's a 10-25-50 game at the moment that took place at Best Bet Jacksonville. Here we have Bart from early position calling with ace-10 offsuit. Maybe he was straddling, actually. Bart was straddling with ace-10 offsuit. Lindell elects to raise to 200 with ace-5 of diamonds out of this $5,000 stack. Frank, loose, aggressive player, calls with 8-6 of spades. And then George, who has proven that he loves to battle, elects to make it 1,000 with the 7-5 offsuit. Okay, so, so far, I think everything is pretty reasonable. Um, Bart's going to play the ace-10 offsuit, most likely. Lindell, making it 200 with ace-5 of diamonds is perfectly fine. Frank, eh, with ace-6 of spades in the cutoff seat, I'd probably just fold, given Lindell's the player you're most likely to be playing against, and he's only playing 5,000 deep, so, you know, only 100 big blinds deep. I think you'd rather 3-better fold the ace-6 of spades, and the fact that he has George on his direct left, who is blasting it. George is raising, re-raising, and really battling. When you are out of position with a hand that's usually going to flop some sort of marginal draw, like 8-6 of spades will, you usually don't want to be in that scenario. So you want to sidestep that by either 3-betting, or 4-betting, or whatever they're calling it, on the stream due to the straddle, or just folding. And I think you'd prefer to fold the 8-6 of spades. Then George, who is really blasting it, Re-raises the 7-5 offsuit. Sure. And then it gets back around to Lindell. Okay? Bart folds the ace-10. And Lindell has ace-5 of diamonds. Facing a raise to... Or he raised to 200. Got called by Frank, which will be very wide. And then George, who's also in there battling hard, made it a 1,000. And I talked about this in the previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, where when you are playing this game, I think you just need to be willing to get it in there kind of light. And with ace-five of diamonds right there, I think you probably need to go for it. Um, so far, we're only 24 minutes into this stream. And so far, um, George has lost an all-in flip with ace-king against queens against Frank just a second ago, which was, you know, fine and normal, but for 400 big blinds. Then he also showed that he raised with a two from under the gun. And um, there was one other hand. I'm already forgetting it. Well, within a short period of time, there were three big hands where George has been involved, and I don't think they've gone particularly great for him. So, in this scenario, I think George is probably out of line, and in that scenario, I would have jammed all in with the ace-5 suited. Ace-5 suited is a great hand to have in your bluffing range in this scenario because, first off, you have some fold equity, right? Because people aren't just going to put in $5,000 with nothing. And to be fair, if George wants to call it off with 7-5 offsuit for $5,000, he's more than welcome to, right? And yes, you're going to get called by stuff like ace-king, ace-queen, ace-jack, aces-kings, queens, but you block a lot of that with your ace. And ace-five of diamonds wins against those hands 30-something percent of the time, so it's not like you're dead whenever you do have to be against those hands. 
So anyway, I think I would have been all in in Lindell's shoes, but he lets it go pretty easily. Now back around to Frank. Out of position, I think you still need to fold this eight, six of spades. You don't love it, but you're just going to face a lot of bad turns, a flop turn river scenarios, especially if George just goes bet, 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 right? The only time you're happy when it goes bet, bet, bet is when you have two pair or better. And you just, you're never happy about that. All right, flop comes. Queen, queen, jack, two spades. Frank does call, by the way. So queen, queen, jack, two spades, giving Frank a flush draw. And George, nothing. Zip and pip, <laughs> as some people say. All right, so Frank checks. And George instantly bets 300 into the 1900 pot. Not a fan of this bet size. I think in order to have any amount of fold equity at all, you're going to need to go for a bigger bet size. And I think, like if you are just playing this game of I'm going to bet flop, bet turn, and bet river, using sizes that put my opponents in bad spots, I think you want to just go bigger right off the bat. Um, so I would have bet more like 1,200 or so. I do understand that you could be running into a queen every once in a while, but if you're trying to get a jack to fold or a hand like pocket sevens to fold or pocket eights or whatever, right? The only way you're going to get those hands to fold is with a medium-sized bet and then additional pressure on the turn in the river. The problem with a small flop bet is that it results in you making usually smaller turn of river bets unless you're just really going to blast it on the river. And, you know, maybe he is going to really blast it on the river. I guess we'll see. But uh, this is... I think you're just much better off going ahead and starting with a bigger bet size because that implies more risk. It's almost like the flop just checks through whenever you bet 300, right? And you really don't want to let the flop check through when you're sitting there with seven high, no draw. So facing a 300 bet, I think Frank should just call. If he was facing a bigger bet, he could consider raising. But even then, you have to be very careful raising on queen-queen-jack into the re-raiser because he could clearly just have all sorts of queen-x or pocket-jacks or even hand like jack-10 that may not fold, right? So I think Frank has a pretty easy call for the 300 bet. He does call very quickly, and the turn is the king of clubs. So queen, queen, jack, king. Frank checks again almost immediately. And now George continues betting, this time 800 into the 2800 pot. Same story as on the flop, right? I think if you want to have fold equity against a jack or pocket nines or even a king at this point, like king 10, the only way you're going to get that is by betting big. So this bet size only really works out well against exactly a hand like pocket fives or a hand like ace-x, but not ace-king and not ace-ten because those just got there, right? So Frank does um, a little bit of odd mannerisms, which makes me think he's like, hmm, how much is this? As if he's like making a really, really loose call or a wide call. And I think that's fine and good, if you plan on having a hand you're just always check calling the river with, because by doing this rather odd mannerism, where you're like, hmm, how much is it? Uh, and I think it's probably honest. Um, when that happens, people are you're inducing a river bluff, right? And does Frank want to induce a river bluff with eight high on the river? Answers, I mean, I guess obviously no, unless he just knows he's always folding to a river bat. But... I don't think you necessarily always want to fold to a riverbed. I mean, like, I would not be opposed to check raising as a bluff on the river every, on, every once in a while because you're going to be sitting there with eight high on the river a lot, right? Also, what if you make an eight or a six? I mean, I think you just have to fold to any bet, but, like, you don't want him betting on the river if you happen to peel an eight or a six because every once in a while you win when he's running an insane bluff, like ace-two or ten-two or who knows what, right? 
So this is a situation where I think Frank would rather just look strong, right? Um, I mean, now the downside of looking strong is that whenever you do make your flush on the river, if your range is strong and you check, you may just like never be folding to a bet or rarely be folding to a bet. Because if you have a flush, you're not folding. If you have a queen, you're not folding, right? But um, by the same note, if you look strong now on the turn and the spade does come, maybe your opponent thinks that that's really a lot worse for you, in which case maybe they'll bluff a lot, right? Anyway, I, I think you just generally don't want to be inducing bluffs um, from out of position, right? Because it's just tough to, do, to deal with unless you have a hand that you just know you're never folding with, and clearly that's not where we are here. So anyway, facing the 800 bet, into uh, 2,800 pot. I do think calling is still fine. You're getting correct immediate odds. Yes, you're dead every once in a while, but um, it's a situation where against a loose, aggressive player, you're not going to be dead very often. All right, so River is a six of clubs. So Frank does improve to the best hand. Actually, he already had the best hand. Eight high was good. <laughs> it's always great if you look strong on the turn and then it just goes check, check on the river and the eight high wins, right? That's the dream. Never happens, but that's the dream. Anyway, uh, Frank Rivers a six. So now he has the best hand. He checks pretty quickly. And it looks like they're engaging in a tiny bit of table talk or something. And George is getting out some money. He's like, oh, how much can I bet? How much do I need to bet to get you to fold? Or maybe he's saying, how much will you call? Either way, um, this is a situation where I mean, if, if you decide to run this game of I'm just going to bet, 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 I think this is actually a pretty good spot to do it because Frank has portrayed, in my mind, a like a, a demeanor of weakness with his... Um, just the way he has put in his chips on the flop and on the turn. And if you get the vibe that your opponent is weak and you think it's honest, then don't be afraid to blast him. That's like the exact time you want to be blasting him and... George does get out enough money to make what looks like a 3,000 bet into the, whatever, what was it, 3,500 pot, something like that. And at some point, Frank, like, got his cards and just put them in the muck. If you're playing at someone who you know will put their cards in the muck, as you put chips into your stack to bet, it's free to load up chips, right? If they're just going to fold some at some point without you actually putting the money in the pot. It's like you made the bet without putting the money in the pot, which is fantastic, right? So definitely do not fold your cards ever until your opponent actually put the chips in the pot and let go of them. I mean, make sure they put the money in and let go of it and they come back. It hurts you uh, not at all and protects you very, very well against random angle shooting, right? I'm not saying George is angle shooting by any means. What I'm saying is you want to make sure you protect yourself and you also want, don't want to let yourself be open to being super easily exploited just by your opponent fiddling with their chips, right? People randomly fiddle with their chips, and if they figure out you are going to fold without them putting money in the pot, just fiddle with your chips and get decent information, right? So anyway, George did bet. He bet 4,200, and Frank folded. And then uh, George showed the bluff because George enjoys showing the bluffs. It's always fun to show the bluffs. <laughs> So that's going to be it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thanks to Bet Bet Jacksonville for letting me use their footage. They always have exciting games, so definitely check them out. So that's going to be it for today. Good luck in your games. Have fun. Have a fantastic week. No matter where you are in your life, you can always strive to improve and better yourself, so you might as well start today. Good luck. Have fun. And I'll talk to you next week.